musique dans la peau. Music under your skin. That's the sound of Zouk. The sound of good times. A dancing sound and often a sexy sound too. In the 1980s, Zouk took over much of the world. Certainly the French-speaking world. Africa and all the way to South America and even Japan. And it all came out of two small islands, Guadeloupe and Martinique. But the music of Guadeloupe and Martinique wasn't always a world sensation. Until the Zouk explosion of the 80s, it was actually hard for musicians from Guadeloupe and Martinique to find a market. On this hip deep edition, we follow the re-emergence of French Caribbean music and the rise of a new roots consciousness that challenges a political structure in which these islands still count as parts of France, and this when all the other islands around them are independent. Our guide today is Brenda Berrien, a professor at the University of Pittsburgh, who has spent lots of time in Guadeloupe and Martinique and is one of the top experts on their music. Before we meet Brenda, let's hear a group that's had a huge impact on the French Caribbean. The band is called Malavoie and they've been a staple on the scene since starting up in Martinique back in the late 60s. This song is called Après la pluie, After the Rain. Oh, 
The music of Malavoie, Georges Collinet with you on Afropop Worldwide, hip deep in the French Caribbean. Major support for Afropop Worldwide comes from the National Endowment for the Humanities and the National Endowment for the Arts. Our guest, Brenda Berrien, has been paying attention to the music of the French Caribbean for over 35 years. Her book, Awakening Spaces, makes the connections between the musical styles, the Creole song lyrics, and the politics and history of the region. She has spent lots of time on the island, but her first exposure came in France. When I went to study in Paris in the 1970s to do my doctorate, I befriended a lot of Martinicians and Guadalupians, and I was constantly at their parties listening to Haitian music as well as their own music. And that was the first time I heard the music by Malavoie. Tous les jours, au pépéré, non blanca, bâti en It wasn't the kind of music she expected out of the Caribbean. For one thing, it didn't sound like you could dance to it. And what was the deal with all those violins? I was so accustomed to hearing that pulsating music coming out of Haiti, you know, how the comp is very fast, very lively, and Malwa was more restrained, in my opinion. This is back in the beginning of their career in the early, in, you know, in the early 70s. But as she began to go deeper, Brenda quickly realized that Malavoie was working from a particular historic context. Violins, accordions, European melodies were all big parts of music recording and performance in the French Antilles, starting back in the 1920s. Guadeloupe and Martinique have an unusual history. Of course, there were sugarcane plantation economies, like so many other islands in the Caribbean, with slaves and then indentured workers cutting the cane in the fields. But the French colonial approach was to make these islands administratively part of France. That meant the people got to be French citizens. But it also meant that they had to go to France for everything, for education and for work. Meanwhile, back on the islands, if you wanted to play music, you had to play to the tastes of the people in charge. The Caribbean people who worked in habitation, which is, which is the term for the sugarcane plantations, they were exposed to European music and had to become the musicians on those plantations. So you see how it, how it evolved, where you're exposed to the music coming from Europe, you're told you have to start playing that music to entertain the, the Beques, the, that, that's what you call them in Martinique, or the Blanc Pays, that's what you call them in Guadeloupe. You have to play, play the music that they like, and then you start putting your overlay of your own feelings into this music as well. Begin 
Mazurka, Quadrille, even waltzes. These were the styles of music that were popular among the emerging urban crowd in the French Antilles, especially in Fort-de-France, the regional capital and the main city of Martinique, but also in France, where so many people from these islands came to work and live. That was true for musicians as well. They could not be professional musicians living in their little islands. Brenda Berrien. This population simply could not sustain them. So that explains this constant movement into France, whether they wanted to do it or not, if they wanted to be exposed and if they wanted to become professionals. And that explains, goes back to what you were saying about the ambivalency that exists. You know, I have to go to the Metropole whether I want to or not if I want to be a well-known and a professional musician and earn money from my music. Otherwise, I must work a full-time job and just play music part-time and always get permission from my employers to release me so I can tour with my band off the islands of Martinique of Guadeloupe. Well, now, it wasn't strictly true that every musician in Guadeloupe and Martinique played European-influenced music. That was the urban cosmopolitan story. Whereas hidden back in the hills, as they call the Morns, this is the term they use in Creole, you had the people who were primarily, I guess you would say, the field slaves who continuously played the drum, which had been banned under colonization. You were not supposed to play that drum or the banjo because of the fear of passing along messages to create the rebellions that spread across the islands. Guadeloupe and Martinique have traditional rhythms that survived in villages up in the mountains. In Guadeloupe, these rhythms are called guoca. In Martinique, they're called belay. But not many guoca or belay musicians got the chance to record albums, and those who did often ended up living in France themselves like this master of the ballet. His name is Raoul Grivaillet, or Tiraoul. He spent 20 years in France from 1955 to 1975, and there he also worked as a house painter. Not a glamorous life. Back on the islands, in urban society, drums were not very welcome, even in the 70s. Drumming made this connection with slavery. And as Brenda explains, slavery was still a taboo topic. Slavery was something that was not taught in the school system because they were following the French educational system. It was something you talked about in lowered voices. You didn't want to openly admit it. And so drumming was associated with slavery. So, And that was something that you did in the dark, back in the woods, back in the mountains, not in public, in the city streets. But from the 70s onwards, some of the big divides in the music of Guadeloupe and Martinique would begin to slowly come together with big implications for the culture of the region, even the politics. And the starting point for all this was Malavoie. No, 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 Moi qui t'écaille moins en moment, de 
limpide au moins, mais où j'allons mais au moins, tout voisin, gagadez-moi Yogari, Yoga fait allusion et réflexion, pour que ça finit Albert. At first glance, this was another urban elite group. They came together at the prestigious lycée, or high school, the lycée Victor Chalcher in Fort-de-France, Martinique. And the group's first leader, Emmanuel Manot-Césaire, happened to be the nephew of the mayor of Fort-de-France, the famous poet Aimé Césaire. Aimé Césaire was one of the fathers of Negritude, the literary and political movement to assert black identity in France's colonies. Brenda Berrien says that played a part in shaping not only the music of Manavois, but a key decision the group made from the beginning. With Mano growing up in this family, he was very aware of politics and the importance of proclaiming one's blackness and affirming one's roots thanks to the influence of his uh, uncle. So I think that had a lot to do with them deciding we're going to stay in Martinique, let's be proud of our heritage, let's not run to the metropole. We can still be musicians, even though it would be part-time musicians rather than full-time professional musicians. That, I think, was a conscious decision. Malavoie went to France just for the time of their university studies. Then they came back to Martinique and stayed there. And in their music, they celebrated their home. Even the name Malavoie refers to a kind of local sugarcane. And they said, okay, we'll call ourselves Malavoie and become synonymous with our land because we're part of our land and we want, we're proud of being Martiniquians. And we want to talk about how we die and we become part of the earth again and we nourish the next generation and we live close to that land with our flowers and our plants because where can you go in Martinique and Guadalupe without people having their plants and flowers everywhere? Brenda says Malavoie never became an explicitly political band, but they definitely had a message. It's just that they expressed it in a subtle way. Like in this song from the late 70s, it's called La Casa Lucie. On one level, it just means Lucy's place. It's about a fellow who likes to drink his punch, his tea punch, and yet at 12 noon, you see him, you know, with a hangover, and you're saying, oh, he's teetering on alcoholism. But one nice thing about Creole songs is that they have two layers. Superficially, that's what the song is saying. And so people love it, they sing it, they dance to it and say, oh yes, you know, he really loves his drum, he likes to have a good time. But underneath it, the message was saying, here we are, Martinique, in a stupor. We're on teetering on alcoholism because we are so dependent upon France. Mais ne m'en galisse, s'il vous plaît. 
Malavoie didn't go global, but they were for sure the first superstar band of the French Antilles. The group had several personnel changes. One major figure was the pianist, Polo Rosine. He wrote one of Malavoie's most famous and beautiful songs. It's called Joue Ouvé, meaning daybreak. It describes the beauty of the early morning. Rosine died of cancer at a young age in 1993. Brenda Berrien says the crowd at his funeral sang this song when they came out of the cathedral. Here's Malavoie playing Polo Rosine's Joue Ouvé. sounds of Malavoie. The band has continued all the way into the current decade, but Brenda Berrien says they were never quite the same after Polo Rosin's death in 1993. But by that time, lots of other exciting new things were happening in French Caribbean music. Ça, ça, ça. 
Malavoie came from Martinique. But it's on the other island, Guadeloupe, that the new style of music called Zouk was born, specifically in 1979 in the apartment of bassist Jean-Pierre Decimus, who was playing at the time in a band called Les Vikings de Guadeloupe. So Jean-Pierre and his brother Georges, who's a guitarist, decided in their little apartment in downtown Pointe-à-Pitre that they wanted to come up with a different kind of music. And so they consciously said the foundation of this music has to be the groka, the drum, whereas in Malavo, I remember, it's the violin. And that wasn't the only point of departure. The Decimus brothers got together with two other local players, Jacob Desvarieux and Freddie Marshall. But then they decided to throw the doors open to the world. Malavoie were strictly Martinican musicians, whereas Kassav decided we are no longer going to be just a Guadeloupian group. We are part of the Caribbean, we are part of the metropole, we are part of the larger world. So we are going to deliberately pull together a band of 15 members coming from Africa, Guadeloupe, Martinique, Corsica, and mainland France. That was a very deliberate decision on their part because they said, we are a composite of everything. Ah, Cassav. It's by far the most famous band to come out of the French Caribbean. They sang in Creole, but they included musicians and ideas from all over the French, Caribbean, and African world. They based themselves in Paris, so they could be in touch with all these people and influences, but also so they could get the best production for their albums. Cassav records are smooth, funky, and made for dancing, and the impact of the group was immense. Zouk became an intercontinental phenomenon. And as Brenda Berrien explains, Kassab wasn't finished breaking barriers. They said for the first time, they were going to hire a woman full-time, Joycelyn Berrois from Martinique, to be their singer. She was not only going to sing with them, she was going to compose a lot of their songs. The first time ever in the history of French Caribbean music to do that with a woman. Jocelyne Berroir became a Zouk superstar thanks to her role in Cassav. And her songs came with a message. This one is called Pas besoin parler, no need to speak. It's from the perspective of a woman who is calling her man to order. It's romantic and firm at the same time. And Brenda Berrien says it's always a big hit. 
I'm telling you, when you go to a Kasaf concert in a minute, you hear start hearing the familiar music about Papa's when I play. The women jump up and start screaming, looking at the men and shaking their fingers at them, going Papa's when I It's very, very, very interesting to see. Musicians like Jocelyne, the Kassav crew really developed two different kinds of zouk, the fast, rhythmic kind, and then the slow, romantic kind. It's known as zouk love. And there was a time when you couldn't throw a party without playing this classic. It's about holding each other tight, on the dance floor and maybe elsewhere too. It's called Collé Serré. Je sais dit tout, pas même changer Ma pâte est si posée Ma tête est parlée bas Ma tête même oublié Ça m'a tête à ricocher Un seul coup de pas moins craquer Ma tête est résisté Mais l'amour a été douce Si nous te prenons pour nous te parler, coller nous Si nous te prenons pour nous te causer, coller nous Si nous te prenons pour nous expliquer, coller Oh, 
coming up from Zook back to the roots. And you can read our complete interview with Brenda Berrien on our website, afropop.org. I'm Georges Collinet, and you're listening to Afropop Worldwide from PRI, Public Radio International. Somnifère, a zouk hit by beautiful Edith Lefel, just one of the artists who emerged from Guadeloupe and Martinique to carry on the music that Kassav invented. It's a smooth, modern sound, maybe too smooth, according to some critics. With these highly produced arrangements, you can definitely tell this music was made in the studio. So what about authenticity? What about the local roots? Well, guess what? Roots music has also been making a comeback. And as Brenda Berrien explains, it all began with a very special character. Eugène Monat. Eugène Mona was a man before his times. He really, really was. What he did in the 80s that was considered to be unacceptable is now acceptable today. Because basically the French Caribbean was a very close, conservative place, especially in the 70s and the 80s. And uh, Eugène Mona didn't like that pretentious behavior, you know, where they're marketing, as he said, would be more French than the French, you know, having a little pinky finger when they're drinking their little tea. And he says, oh, this is ridiculous. Let's, let's get to the roots here. We're people. We're coming from peasant stock. We're coming from slaves, descended of slaves. Let's get real here. Mona studied with some of the roots ballet drummers of rural Martinique, but he said there's no reason we can't take it into the city. So Eugène Mona would walk through Fort de France, which is the capital of Martinique, in bare feet, which t back in the 80s was just highly inappropriate in the urban city of Fort de France. He also played the bamboo flute, which he made himself since he was a carpenter. Again, an instrument that was to be heard in the countryside, not in the city. He loved to eat mangoes, so he carried a sack on his back full of mangoes. And when I first saw him, to this day, I don't know how he did it. It's like he took the whole mango in his mouth and then the seed came out. And I went, what happened to the skin and what happened to the, to the rest of the fruit? All I see is the seed. And he would just spit the seeds out and walk and come in the house, the house I was visiting. He came in with his bare feet and these mangoes. And he said, I'm sick of this pretentious behavior. We are grassroots people. We need to quit trying to be French. The French will never accept us. So let's quit being French. Let's be Martiniqueans. And unlike Malavoie or the Zouk musicians who kept their cultural message subtle, between the lines, Eugène Monat told it like it was. Like in this song, Bois Brilé, which means burnt wood. Le moins levé les matins, oh. 
Moi qui prends bout de côte là, moi qui marre moi pour ma haine très moi, il garde son niveau moi haut. Les six heures moi fini, moi qui prends grand ouah, moi qui lève ses mains pour me demander courage à la divinité. He talks about the suffering that the black man has gone through living on plantations. He says, and we're still being treated as stepchildren. And he says, but yet I will tie that cord around my waist and be ready for the day. In other words, despite it all, I'm still proud of being a black man. Eugène Monat died in September 1991, and Brenda Berrien says his death is commemorated every year in Martinique. She says she's never seen a musician who touched people so much, even after his death. And Mona left some followers. Musicians prepared to play traditional sounds and mix them up as well. One of the most influential in his own right is a Rastafarian banjo player from Martinique. He goes by the name Kali. I would say that he has been influenced by Mona, even though he talks more about, you know, Bob Marley and the Rastafarian religion and about how upset he is that his country now is becoming a French Riviera, the playground of the French, and how they're trying to destroy all the greenery and put up concrete buildings and skyscrapers. Kali is a pretty extraordinary musician. He plays in numerous styles and he often takes old songs, old begin and quadrille, as well as traditional rhythms and makes his own version, all in service of his message. He's an ecologist, so his preoccupation is about how to preserve the land, how to stop the skyscrapers and the highways that are so choked with cars. He's very concerned about pollution. He's on that range in terms of his music. Let's listen to one of Kali's songs. It has a natural theme, a spiritual theme. It's called Monte la Rivière, Travel up the river. From Martinique, here's Kali. Monte la rivière. Entre les roches et les racines, un jour tu verras la source de la rivière. Monter la rivière. Ouvez oreilles. Un jour tu verras la source de la rivière Monter la rivière Ouvrez des yeux grands Toujours garder couler de l'eau En mise ou qu'à monter Il qu'à venir plus clair Plus clair Oui, bébé pas Ou bébé pas garder Cyclet, 
tellement cabrié, vous êtes dit sans lumière, qui a guidé au monté, la rivière d'amour. La rivière de la vie, oui. Montez la rivière. Oui, oui, oui. La rivière, la vie, doudou. The music of Cali is very concerned about the economic situation in the French Antilles, what is happening to the land. That song is from the early 90s, but the economic situation now is even more complicated. Musicians are expressing their concerns, and Brenda Berrien says they have good reason to be worried. I wish I could be more optimistic about what's going to happen economically because the countries are worse off than where they were at the beginning. You have hardly any sugarcane factories now producing the rum in uh, Martinique and Guadeloupe. They're dependent upon tourism, and that's a terrible way to have to earn a living, to be dependent upon the whims of tourists. But this is not just the French Caribbean. This is the condition of most of the Caribbean, unfortunately. Guadeloupe and Martinique are full-fledged parts of France. So are French Guyana and the island of Réunion in the Indian Ocean. They use the euro. But the economy depends on imports and money from the mainland. The cost of living is staggering. That's one reason why there have been major strikes and social conflict on the islands just this year. The outlook is complicated, but Brenda Berrien says on the cultural front, people now are no longer shy about singing about the issues. One of the most outspoken recent musicians from the French Antilles is a singer-songwriter from Martinique named Jean-Claude Colobast. He is so popular and he is so militant in his thinking and what he writes about. He's even written a song about we are Creole people and we need to only speak Creole. He's written a song about Février 74, which is about the strike in Basse Pointe in Martinique, where he's from, and where um, a young student was killed because the agricultural workers were being so poorly paid and peacefully walked down the streets in protests against the Becky owner saying, we want more money, and yet this poor young man was killed as a result. He looks for all these historical moments where there have been rebellions and strikes, and he's making songs about them. And he's a psychiatrist by training. A psychiatrist just like another famous son of Martinique, Franz Fanon. Too much of a connection to make? Hmm, not necessarily. By singing about rebellion and resistance, Colo is all about liberating the mind, and he does it with such a sweet, even tender style. 
Here is that song about the strike in Martinique. It took place in February 74. Février 74. Here is Colobarst. Ça qui passait, c'était en février 1974. C'était en février 1974. Adam Chazan tout près comme une basse pointe, à soupitation chalvée. T'es bête ni pour taille, à soupitation chalvée. T'es bête ni pour taille, ouvrier agricole, t'es qu'à manifester, ou bête t'es augmenté, les journées bananes, ou bête t'es augmenté, les journées bananes, malgré bien organisé, t'es qu'à revendiquer, déjà trois jours de qualité. Négociation bloquée, déjà trois jours de qualité. Négociation bloquée, n'a dit ça peut pas durer. Foyoni ça yolé, gagnez ça yo mérité. Jusqualité sans arrêter, gagnez ça yo mérité. Jusqualité sans arrêter, l'esprit t'es qu'à chauffer. Pepte ni doit crier, envie baïche manger. Pepte ni doit crier, envie baïche manger. Vérité, pété tête colon, qui préférait rester serré. Et puis, yo le yo négocier, yo crier policier. Yo le yo négocier. Yo crié policier, policier qui fait tes pinègues, qu'a avant aller, alors pour en placer, yo voyez mitrailler, alors pour en placer, yo voyez mitrailler, mitrailler qui panique, acceptez mission, hein? pinègues qui avancé. Puis bal réel qu'a tiré, Pinek t'es qu'a avancé, Puis bal réel qu'a tiré, Ouvrier bancoui serré, Bal réel continue à tirer, Dès qu'on m'a raconté, Il m'a nié, puis m'a réluise, Dès qu'on m'a raconté, Il m'a nié, puis m'a réluise, Il m'a nié, tombé chalvé. Marie-Louise tombait après C'était en février Février 74 C'était en février Février 74 
Colo Bast, commemorating the strikes of February 74, one of the ways that musicians are keeping the past alive in Guadeloupe and Martinique, the recent political past and the deeper cultural past as well. And that also means a revival of traditional rhythms. So when we talk about Colobars, you're hearing the ballet in the background. Grand Abarian. Most of the new singers now are making sure that you hear, they're from Guadeloupe, you're going to hear the Groca music, and in March, you're going to hear the ballet now. not just in the background. There are new groups reviving traditional guoka and belay. The drumming and the dances, they are no longer relegated to the forests and the mountains. And now you're going to hear it both in rural and urban settings because the consciousness has been raised. You can now play it and fuse it with zouk and any other music that you want to play. Funding for Afropop Worldwide comes from the National Endowment for the Humanities, the National Endowment for the Arts, which believes a great nation deserves great art, and PRI, Public Radio International affiliate stations around the U.S. And thank you for supporting your public radio station. Additional support for Afropop Worldwide comes from Womex, the showcase, marketplace, and symposium on roots and world music in Compostela, Galicia, in Spain. More information, Womex, W-O-M-E-X dot com. So, Guadeloupe and Martinique are still part of France, and maybe they will continue to be that way. But the sense of identity of these islands has come a long way. The taboos are falling. You can talk about rebellions and resistance. You can talk about slavery. Brenda Berrien says music is one major way that this conversation is happening. Lots and lots of songs, even French Caribbean movies, are being made about slavery. Where they're talking about the Negmaron, the Maroons who fled into the hills and led rebellions. They're going back trying to find out about their history, which had been sealed. And you could not teach it in Martinique or Guadeloupe. It was prohibited. Now you can. So they're finding out who were the resistant leaders, women and men, that they never knew about. They knew about Joan of Arc and Napoleon, but they didn't know who were the leaders in their own countries. They didn't know about Louis del Grey and Guadeloupe. They didn't know who rose up. For example, Lumina Sophie. She was a young peasant woman who led a rebellion in Martinique in 1870. Now there is a song in her honor. And here it is, Léa Galva singing Lumina Sophie. 
donner Tout refaire pour exister Des possédants Où la vie plus belle tes mains Et même ni vingt ans Y'a dit brûler, y'a dit pied Enfant battante et militante Luminante revolutionary from Martinique from the 19th century and to other women leaders around the world. Did you catch the reference to Rosa Parks and Angela Davis? Vive la révolution! <laughs> well, Brenda Berrien says that with all this social and historical awareness, culture in Guadeloupe and Martinique is changing too, and with it, the sense of identity. You're beginning to see people across different statuses, you know, meeting and exchanging and intermarrying now, where before it used to be very rigid. I think there's more of an openness now and in, in, in the admittance that we are hybrid people, that we're a mixture of different ethnic groups, not just one ethnic group. And I think this has a lot to do with the music as well, since it addresses those issues. That's right. And for all the new cultural music being made today, Brenda says, don't forget to thank Zouk, which made it all possible. Yeah, that sweet fusion music, as mixed up as the people who made it. And that's a good thing. 
a lot of the singers talk about I'm part white, I'm part this, I'm part that, I'm part that. You know, my great-grandfather, my great-grandmother, my grandmother, they're saying, so I'm a composite of all of this now, I'm a fusion of all of this. And they would laugh and say, just like Zook, it's a fusion of all kinds of music, but we're a fusion too. And you didn't used to hear that before, but now people are laughing about it and openly talking about it and attributing it to the Zook music. Having traveled back and forth to Guadeloupe and Martinique for over 30 years, Brenda Berrien says following the music all that time has helped her understand these very special islands a lot better as well. It's not black or white. It's very complex when you talk about the French Caribbean and the relationship that it has with France. But you know how a tourist, you just see the superficial, but now I'm aware of what's going underneath besides just the superficial beauty of the islands. And that's thanks to looking at the songs and talking to the musicians and historians and journalists, disc jockeys and radio record shop owners, you know, going while going in and out of Martinique and Guadeloupe. And thanks to close friends as well. And thanks so much to you, Brenda Berrien, for sharing your insights and your love for this music. And when she's not hanging out in Guadeloupe and Martinique, Brenda teaches at the University of Pittsburgh. Her book is called Awakening Spaces, French, Caribbean, Popular Songs, Music and Culture. And you can read our full interview with her and find out more about French Caribbean music on our website, afropop.org. My Afropop partner is Sean Barlow. Sean produces our program for World Music Productions. Research and production for this program by Siddhartha Meter. We had help from Ashley Cook. And be sure to subscribe to our podcast series, Afropop Close-Ups. Profiles, stories, and cultural conundrums from our African planet. From the producers of Afropop Worldwide. Season one is underway now. 
Our chief audio engineer and co-producer is Michael Jones. Additional engineering by Mike Kaplan and Stephanie Lebeau. Benning Air and C.C. Smith edit our website, afropop.org. Our producer for new media is Ataneo Fiaja, and I'm Georges Collinet. PRI Public Radio International